Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to another episode of Ten Backward, a UK-based Star Trek podcast featuring myself, Will Turland, um, another lady, Gemma Turland. Another Wait, lady. a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Another lady. Hello. Uh, hello, Gemma. There isn't another lady. I promise. Well, I, I think you're you're insinuating that you are a lady. Um, am I? Yeah. I? I was. It was. I think the bird speaks. Not, but hey, I mean, I, I, I hope not alienation anyone there. I made a anyway. mistake. <laughs> okay, I made a mistake. <laughs> Gemma, welcome to the but podcast. Thank you, Will. Nice to be here. Um, I'm also joined by co-host Rick Everson. Hello. Another lady. And a and regular man, Rick Palmer. Hello. <laughs> so we're going to be following up on um, our previous episode, which was all about Q. And this is part two of that episode, all basically, because we um, talked for too long. <laughs> <laughs> so we're making it a two-parter. But the so the the next episode chronologically is uh, True Q, which is uh, I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Or does he show up in Voyager? No, because um, he can't show up in Voyager before next gen, can he? No, you're right. You're right. Good point. Um, so in True Q, this actually this is another episode where Q is does go back to being a bit of a villain mm. because. Uh, it's an episode where there's a a, a, a young, um, she's mm. like a, a, a student um, on student placement um, mm. on the work on experience the girl. Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. because because yeah, work experience. Yeah, to replace Wesley as the work experience <laughs> uh, graduate, um, but it turns out, surprise, uh, she's got Q powers. And Q shows up and he's basically like, well, this isn't acceptable. She's either got to come back with me to the Q continuum or we're going to murder her. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> wow. Uh, no. Well, don't, don't use your words, Q. <laughs> he, he, is, he, he, is, he is a little bit sinister in this episode, Q. And there, there's a there's a um, there's a really sinister scene where we see another um, representative of the Q continuum show up as like a shadow. Oh, that's so creepy! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. never see that again, do that's we? That's really well I, done. I, I feel as like yeah. maybe that's their true that their true form. Or something. Your progress, Q. As anticipated, there are some problems. I need time. However, there is the possibility we won't have to terminate the girl. Because until then, any Q that we'd seen has, it has either been uh, just Q or someone very much like Q. Like mm. in Deja Q, the other Q that shows up is another like over-the-top actor, basically. Mm. 
Although, um, I'll be honest, when I was watching True Q and the shadow turns up in the middle of the corridor as Q's walking down and he pauses, and it's just such a good effect and it looks great. But I'm kind of like, why is Q walking about? <laughs> yeah, why isn't he just clicking yeah. his finger? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a minor nitpick, but... <laughs> he, likes, he likes having feet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe since Deja Q, maybe he's... Um... He's decided he likes walking on the Enterprise. Yeah. Maybe it reminds him of the good times in Deja Q when he got stabbed <laughs> yeah. in the hand by Guy. <laughs> it's got a really nice carpet. Yeah, it's like, I remember when I had a really bad back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got stabbed in the hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was hungry all the time. <laughs> and, mate, and everyone hated me. <laughs> uh, um. But this this episode introduces some interesting stuff about the Q continuum because um, it, it seems like that there there is some kind of governance mm. uh, in the in the world of Q and that the Q as we saw when Q has his power stripped mm. again in this episode there are sort of rules to omnipotent beings who can do anything they want. Um, and Q's almost like a sort of a middleman, and he—he's kind of been feels like he's been sort of sent to like scope out the situation and and kind of feedback to the continuum on whether they're going to uh, do a murder on on this Q girl mm. or not. Yeah, they, I mean, this remind this this sort of stuff reminds me of Greek mythology, where uh, where Zeus will Zeus will go down and turn into a swan or something. And have sex with a with a mortal, and Hera won't like it. And it kind of basically there's these omnip there's these super powerful beings that don't get on with each other and mm. mess around with mortals and sort of work out ways of dealing with it between themselves. Like, but like a like a like an omnipotent mafia, basically. They're a lot like that. Yeah. And this 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 this. Q's role in this, especially dealing with a being that's sort of mortal, but was clearly sired by what may as well be gods. It, yeah, mm. his role in that is just kind of, kind of like clearing up a mess, basically. <laughs> yeah, like a, like, a, like a mistake that the gods made, which is yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, a, it's a good episode, and that's interesting you say that because we we find out that. There's there's been there's been something murky that's happened in the in the past in that it seems like two Q mm-hmm. beings have decided that they want to renounce their powers and become human and mm. they have a child. But there's a kind of a rule that's established that you well, no, no, it's not that they um it's not that they, they lose their powers. They mm, they weirdly. they commit to not using them. Mm-hmm. But they have failed to do that and they have given into their powers and they have been executed mm. in a like a, to- a freak tornado yeah and wizard of oz i feel like it's a wizard of oz murder definitely because they're in Kansas as well weren't they yeah yeah that's it so this is a rather sinister side of the q um continuum and and also it sort of goes against what later on in um the voyager episode q and the gray it's stated that that cues don't procreate, mm. um, and that they yeah. haven't had a. There's never been a child in the cue continuum before. Mm. It, but in this episode, 
literally two Qs have physically had a child. Yeah, so I, I and, suppose they had turned themselves into organic humans to have a child. Therefore, yeah. they didn't have the child in their in their natural Q four. This is I'm, this is my head can, and this is how I'm making it work. Yeah. Therefore, that's yeah. No, no true cues of have had babies, but yeah, they have in in meat form. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not convinced by that, but <laughs> I, it's yeah. if I said it enough times in my head, I could be like, yeah, okay, whatever, we'll go with it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're um, rocking the boat, aren't you? You're rocking the boat by going down to earth and mm. and becoming yeah. physical and having a child you're causing problems you're drawing attention to us and we don't like that so yeah, we're going so to wizard, yeah, wizard of oz murder you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's it you know they're, they're quite they're private like yeah. picard <laughs> <laughs> don't make a fuss introverts aren't they the kid <laughs> yeah yeah i mean god i mean gods are like well they're pagan gods well no even even Monotheistic gods are incredibly mm. capricious and can be, be can be benevolent or malicious on a on the head of a pin. So, mm. so yeah, I mean, I, I like I like this episode because it gives it, it gives us a bit more of an insight into the Q the Q's race and and their and their kind of their background and and their behaviour. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. This this is it's also quite a good um crusher episode because weirdly um the um the the sort of graduate student uh, work experience lady doesn't go to talk to Deanna Troy yeah. about her problem. She talks to Crusher instead. Troy is weirdly absent in this episode. Mm. Um but I, I, you know, I, I'm, n- I'm never again crusher getting something to do in an episode, well, no, and true. like she's pretty good in this one. She's a bit sort of protective over her, and mm. um, but she's also kind of realistic. Like there is a point where she kind of says, "Look, Hugh is the best person to guide you through this because he is Hugh. from he is Q. Yeah. He's from your species." So, yeah. and the person who can help you is Q. He's so horrible. He is the only one who can help you to understand who you are. Um, yeah, I it's, think Crush is horrible. He is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's a good, it's a pretty good Crusher episode, I think. Mm. Um, Even though she gets turned into a dog at one point. Oh, she yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, I um, think I thought um, Olivia. Dabo as Amanda Rogers. I thought the, her character was was good too. Like a strong mm. guest mm. character. Yes, she yeah. was. Yeah, I agree with that. She has a bit of a thing with Riker, doesn't she? Where she <laughs> she she's really into Riker. I was I when I hadn't couldn't remember how that romance played out. And at first, I was like, "Oh, Riker, she's really young. Come on, surely you've you've got to draw that." But he he was honourable. <laughs> And it, it was all sort of from. Uh, Do we have to chalk this up as the only time Riker actually declined? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say. So. Yeah, I, I think. Well, he declined it on the screen. <laughs> oh man! 
<laughs> I like. I mean, oh, I don't know. I don't want to say That's... I like to think. That... <laughs> you know, maybe maybe she like she came back once she had control of her powers, and he was like, "Now's the time." <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's been some of my fan fiction <laughs> that actually got rejected from Rick's uh, fruity website because because it didn't say it she had a <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, why, why, why did you, why do you think it got rejected? Um, it was just too, um, it just wasn't appropriate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was that. It was just, it, it wasn't up to, it wasn't as good as the. The, the last piece of work you submitted, mainly. Uh, okay. Like, not dirty enough, that's the... <laughs> well, you, I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to... You mean, you know your own style. I, I don't want to I don't want to comment on I that. I just thought, because of, like, cause she was a bit young and Riker was kind of older, I just thought that was what was inappropriate. But now I see that it was... Um, yeah, it was the lack of... It's the lack of, like... Um, no, I'm not even. Oh, <laughs> well, no, it, it was just. Uh, I mean, it was just the like prior to that, you'd written like a series featuring the erotic adventures of Miles O'Brien, and and when I didn't, when I didn't get one of them, I was just a bit nonplussed, and it, it just wasn't as good. Uh, that feels like a good point to exit this. Um, <laughs> this tangent, as, as Miles said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the, in, in, ironically, ironically, in the in the last bit of erotica that Will submitted to to my website, <laughs> it's really popular, actually. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so the next, the next what we're episode is a Q. <laughs> yeah, the next Q episode chronologically. Um, is tapestry, which is my is my absolute favourite uh, Q episode. It's one of my fa- all time favourite TNG episodes. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But but I also think it's 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 all about Picard mm. that episode. It's it's not really a, a Q episode, and I think we we have talked about it at length on a um, on our, one of our Christmas podcasts. Um, because it, it's akin to um, Christmas Carol, a Chris, yeah, Christmas Carol slash It's a Wonderful Life. Um, but it, but it is a brilliant episode, mm. and Q is brilliant in it. Everything about it is brilliant. It's one of the best things that's ever happened <laughs> in the, <laughs> the history of humans. The episode. I think, I think the differences between this and Qless, where we're saying it's not a Q episode per se, is that Q is still the catalyst. He drives the adventure, and he's he's there to teach a lesson, which mm. is not what yeah. in Qless. And I think that's the that's where this really works. Is Q's turned up to say, right, Picard, you're going to learn something about you know why why your risk taking craziness is is vital to your life yeah q yeah. is a he's a psychopomp in this episode he he fulfills the role of of gods in other pantheons so that they'll appear to people in dreams and when they die and he's a guide almost like he mm. i i like i like that thinking back um but after watching this episode i didn't i didn't watch tapestry for in preparation for this episode, because I, I watched it relatively recently, and I felt I knew it pretty well. But yeah, I, I, I again, I, I feel it's interesting that Q is is uh, his, his as a character is performing this classical sort of trickster role that a trickster will kind of antagonise you, but he'll also be there to sort of be a guide 
and um, and 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 assist you in a way. It's uh, so I, I, yeah. I like that element of this story regarding I, I the like, true character. I like that Q kind of lets Picard go down a path that Picard thinks he wants, and it's he allows it gives Picard the freedom to discover that mistake on his own. Um, and it's it's all the more a power, you know, a, a more powerful lesson for Picard. Yeah, I mean, and in way. it's a wonderful life. It's an angel, isn't it? It's an angel that helps mm. helps him realize that. And you know, yeah, yeah, the the angel Q, God, these these are all transferable in a, in a, in a relative sense terms for a, a certain type of being that interacts with mortals. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's, an, it's another great entrance for Q. It mm-hmm. Might be my, maybe it's my second favorite entrance. I'm sure he shows up. I can't remember exactly what the line is, but but Picard dies at the beginning of the episode. Basically, oh, and he comes out of light. He comes he? out of the light in a sort of a purgatory slash sort of afterlife, in and he's like, white robe "Surprise, motherfuckers! <laughs> You're, dead. You're dead. Yeah, you yeah. dead, bitch." <laughs> I don't remember. He's not, uh, he's not played by Will Smith, is he? Oh, we've, we've watched the live-action um, remake I... of Aladdin recently where um, Will Smith also doesn't utter <laughs> the line, you did, bitch! <laughs> Nor does he say surprise motherfuckers, does he? Uh, yeah, he does say that, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> you did, Aladdin! <laughs> Welcome to the afterlife, Jean-Luc. You're dead. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, it's a great entrance for Q in this it episode, is. and um, and yeah, and Picard Picard has a great moment at the end where he he's reflecting on what he's learned with Riker, and he kind of says, "If uh, not sure if what, what Q Q was up to, but I owe him a I owe him a a, a, a debt of gratitude." Mm-hmm. And I discovered as I pulled at the tapestry of, of my life. <laughs> Mike is like, ah, you said the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they high five. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's an episode where um, Picard acknowledges that Picard that that Q wasn't being a villain; that actually he was doing him a favor. And it's, mm. this episode is maybe the least villainous that that Q is. In that he he's, he does the most sort of um, like overtly like good. Act mm. in this episode than he does in any other episode, I think. Mm. It's a very personal act as well. It's not a good humanity act. It's it's yeah. a good act to someone who possibly considers a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it, that's it. But you know, it, it doesn't tell us anything about the Q continuum <laughs> or about Q as a character, other than that he isn't always a dick. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just, yeah, it's 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 an absolute uh, masterpiece of an episode. It's, it's it's easily within my my top ten, maybe my top two <laughs> or three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then um, the next time he shows up is in the fin- the very last episode of TNG. All good things. Mm. Um, another two parter. 
He's not in the first part much, is he? Does he does he literally just show up for the for the teaser for the for part two? I think I think he's there for the he's there for the cliffhanger, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but all good things is another absolutely superb episode of TNG, mm. and one one of the best episodes they ever did. Mm. And and Q's right there, and but again. It's it's not really about Q. It's it's all of it's it's really a Picard episode, I think. But but that being said, it does serve to bookend um, how how he kind of started out in Encounter at Farpoint with the whole um, mm. humanity being on trial. Mm. But in all good things, Q is basically um, he he's res- he's responsible for all of the time travel that's going on, isn't he? He's, he's kind yeah. of thrown Picard into different time periods. That's that's ended up creating an anomaly, um, and he and he's taught Picard to kind of think in a new way. Mm. I think that, that's the lesson that he that he kind of says that he's taught Picard in all good things. Mm. You come away from it thinking he's he's, he's instituted the the continuum's test, but in his in in the best way he can, he's tried to help. Really, he's tried to give Picard yeah. more clues to get through this kind of thing. We wanted to see if you had the ability to expand your mind and your horizons. And for one brief moment, you did. When I realized the paradox. Exactly. For that one fraction of a second, you were open to options you had never considered. That is the exploration that awaits you. Not mapping stars and studying nebula, but charting the unknown possibilities of existence. And you could argue that that problem wouldn't have existed without Q. So, so like he's he's Q's kind of engineered this situation, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, he does seem to be on Picard's side, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, definitely. And that, that that's a difference between how he is when we first encounter him and uh, encounter at Farpoint. But um, and and yeah, that's the that's the last time we see Q in. Um, TNG. That's the last time we see anything in TNG. Well, yes. Well, indeed, yeah. yeah. But it's not the last time we see Q. It's certainly no. But it's, it's right. good that um, it's fitting that Q has an element in sort of bookending TNG, I think. Mm. Mm, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, I love that he showed up for the, for the finale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a pretty effective bookend. I'd read that John Delancey had um, had got in touch with the producers and said that he'd like he'd heard, you know he'd heard TNG was ending and he'd really like to show up in the final episode. Yeah, I don't know how true that was, but I, you know I think that that influenced how the story was written. Well, the report well, was he said he was already in it. The response to oh, him was, okay. "Oh, don't worry, you're already scripted in." Uh, well, we we um, cool. we met we met John Delancey. Um, for money in a windy in a windy stadium in Milton Keynes. Do, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. How much did he pay to meet you? <laughs> oh, we were, we were we were we were really cheap back then. I think it was like um, two pounds fifty. Yeah, and a and a cup of coffee. I think it was, yeah, it was he, reasonable. He begrudged, he begrudged paying it. I think actually, but um, yeah, but he paid in the end. He got so, his money's yeah. worth. <laughs> I um, but one thing I. The reason I remember is because it was cool. To, it was really cool to meet him. But we got we we got to meet him pretty early in the day, um, and we got our pictures with him. And then I think 
I'm, I don't know if it was you or me who got the picture with him first. Maybe it was you, Will. But after the picture with one of us, he was like, no more pictures <laughs> to, the, to, to, the, to the person who looked after him. Jesus Christ, what did you do? No, I, I think it was just that we were so, um, we were so cool. So we were like... Yeah, yeah. He was like sick of being upstaged by these amazingly handsome Star Trek fans. Enough. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I was. Um, it was great to meet him. I mean, yeah, uh, I I remember um, just being really nervous and not really knowing what to say to him. And I think all I managed to say was something like, "I think you were really good in Star Trek." <laughs> uh, I, 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 I had You've that because I was. Um, I was. Uh, I think it was the second year that I went. I think. I think you've been to a few more than me, Will, but. Yeah, but that was the second year I went with you, and the first year I I, ha- I completely had that with um, Jeffrey Coombs in the first year. I, I lost, I yeah. I just lost it before I met him and didn't know what to say. So <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was great to meet um, John Delancey though, uh, even though we, it was really awkward and we didn't know what to say to him. But we met um, Lan- we met Lance Henriksen too, and that was. It was it was easier to talk to him. I felt. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're getting sidetracked anyway about collectomania. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But we yeah. So we should talk about um. So much like DS Nine in in Voyager, they they sort of crowbar cue into an early season episode. But uh, I I gotta say I think Death Wish is is a really really good yeah. Cue episode. It's one of the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible episode because it deals with a very difficult issue. You know, they don't just crowbar Qless, they just crowbar Q into a story and he did he had very little to no effect here. Mm. They built the story around what it might mean to be a Q and were able to touch on a real world issue in a way that Star Trek does when it's really at its best. And it's an yeah. incredible episode for it. Also also you have a have a Q kind of imprisoned in a comet, which mm. is cool. And... Yeah. And we we encounter another Q who isn't um who who who's quite different to uh to the character that John Delancey plays. Mm. And we we get an understanding that not all Qs think alike. They're not all the same yeah. kind of nutty, omnipotent um tricksters. Mm. Also, we get a, a Riker cameo. Yes, um, we, we get to to see a representation of the cube continuum for the first time. Mm. And yet, in all this, it re- it remains like a, a like a, quite a thought provoking, like well written, well acted. Um, like a lot of it, sort of plays out like a courtroom drama, mm. as the big chunks of the episode are basically a, a sort of a like a debate over whether this cue they encounter should be allowed to commit suicide or not. Mm-hmm. And Janeway oversees um, that decision. Hmm. Um, and it, which, which remi- reminded me a little bit of a uh, measure of a man in the way, the idea of that sort of like a courtroom drama um, kind of scenario. It, like, it, it almost sort of plays out like a, like a, like a, like a stage play, and also like... it's interesting in this episode that these beings allow 
decisions to be played out in in this manner in the phys- yeah. in the physical realm because they don't have to. Yeah. I mean, they and Q doesn't have to. I mean, neither of the Qs have to sort of be where they are, but they want the for some reason it makes it it's it feels more meaningful to them to have a decision play out in in the mortal realm. It's, <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's interesting because Quinn specifically asks for asylum. And you, when you look at the queue, you think, well, what would be the point of that? It's not like mm. Janeway and Voyager can do anything to stop a determined group of Q taking you away, mm. putting you back in that comet. So it's very odd that he both asks um, you know, he believes that they will respect Janeway's authority in the matter and that the Q actually do. When the captain of a Starfleet vessel receives an official request for asylum, there is a clear procedure to follow, I suggest, to end your deadlock and to save my ship, that we follow it to the letter. Well, this could go on for a millennium or two, I suppose. All right, I accept on behalf of the Continuum on one condition. If you rule in our favour... Q agrees to return to his confinement. But does he? Does he? Know, does he, does he yeah. know who's going to be his sort of? Who's going to be the Q that might be sent to, sort of? Because yeah, he asks. He asks after our, our after our usual Q turns up and they have their little chase because he takes him to the Big Bang and puts him on a Christmas tree. And him asking for asylum is, is is his way to break that impasse of just chasing around space and time forever. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, the depiction I, I of God's... Like... Sorry, Will. No, I, I was just going to say, I have a feeling they had to do that because the budget was starting to, to stretch. They were like, we've <laughs> got to find a way to end this sequence. It's really expensive. Although I've got to say, the Christmas tree bit was flipping brilliant. That was inspired. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely. But also, I, I think in this episode, it's... Uh, I feel like with characters like Q, you you have a good opportunity to portray a, a being that for that might seem to be representative of what people might want. The, like they have, they're so powerful, they have they have the power to do whatever they want, pretty much. And you might think that that's a dream. That that's that's the ultimate way to be to just be able to flit in and out of realities mess with things but ultimately these characters that we see in the in the q episodes come to to our realm and that's where they have agency with us and 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 this episode i think is it's interesting that they come to voyager well voyager finds the comet but but after that they sort of engage with and abide by our justice system for some reason to meet out yeah. meet out a decision in their role. Do you know it's it's hard in the in while I was watching the episode I didn't really find myself questioning that, which which makes me think they did a good job of of convin of, of making it convincing in the story that the Q would abide by Janeway's decision. But now we're discussing it, I don't know why. Maybe some people dialogue yeah, yeah, that's writing, maybe I would say. Yeah, well, it would have rubbish yeah. episode if the Q had said no, that's stupid, and just gone off and dealt with it off screen. So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, 
But it, it, it does feel like as advanced uh, a, a society as the, the Q continuum are, if it, maybe they just don't have the capacity to deal with something like this because it, it like it's never come up before. Mm. Yeah. Um, the idea of a Q wanting to commit suicide, they're just like, well, how do we make a decision like this? Um, and so, yeah. so maybe it's, it doesn't feel like it's that, you know, it, it, maybe in, in their all their infinite wisdom, they kind of see that handing that decision over to a human starship captain isn't that nutty an idea. Mm. That's 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 what my head cannon says anyway. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mortal mm. mortals have rules. They their societies need rules. They have finite lifespans. They have the concept of a beginning and an end and consequences. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and so they have a better understanding of what you know life and death mean than than the Q do. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Outsourcing. It's, it's outsourcing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this this episode has a has a it's gonna it's got a zinger of an ending, Heck, I think, yeah. where the Janeway makes the decision that. Um, yeah, she'll grant him. She'll grant. Um, Spoiler alert! Ben, haven't watched her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Grant Quinn and Asylum, and uh, he just get and you know they're thinking about how like how he can serve on the crew, what mm-hmm. place he's going to have, and then it's like, oh, he's yeah, he just killed himself. Ah, oh, unlucky. <laughs> but it but it turns out that um, Q, Q is arguing against the idea of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Committing, committing suicide, but it turns out that it's Q himself who facilitated yeah. that by by conjuring it. It's like some kind of poison, isn't it? Mm. That he takes. That's the beauty and, of this and, episode, and, though, because Q is affected ultimately when they have their little joint into yeah. the continuum. And Quinn says that how he was inspired by Q in his own in his rebellious phase, and you mm. know how much it meant to him to to shake things up to challenge the status quo. And Q take goes away from that and thinks and thinks. You know what? Actually, I liked when I did that, and that was you know. And ultimately, yeah, um, he helps Quinn, and then he said afterwards, they say, "Well, I don't think the Continuum will be happy with you because I hope not." I imagine the Continuum won't be very happy with you, Q. I certainly hope not. Au revoir, Madam Captain. We will meet again. And yeah, yeah, I think this is an episode where genuinely we see a, a real effect of the story on Q. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's one of the. And so, yeah, for once, like Q actually, uh, he he kind of has a um, yeah something that affects his character, which maybe we haven't really seen since Deja Q. Mm. I would say the first time we've had a story that's yeah where he's sort of had an arc himself mm. and he's grown in some way. I also want to call yeah. out to how good um, Quinn is as a Q. I think there's a moment when they when they're talking that they're going to go to visit the Continuum, and Q says to him, "I assume you've got some sort of plan for how to do this." And they sort of walked, and he whispers in his ear, and they sort of just the way they're facing on screen as they as they make their gesture to disappear is just a really nice moment. I think, yeah, because, because Delancey is so quintessentially Q. You kind of like could another. Could another actor being a Q ever really match him? I think this is maybe the closest we ever come to another Q mm. really, really working. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, I would say 
You know what? If I was going to cast someone to be in a queue again in whatever iteration, I mean, obviously in like Picard, it would be John Delancey. But mm. if we were ever to see a, an actor, I mean, like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I thought you were going to say Chris Tucker. Right? <laughs> uh, I, 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 you know, I feel like I should have now because I mentioned him in like the last... 80 you're episodes. Crazy. You're crazy, Picard. You're crazy, Picard. You're, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, there's two cues with opposing philosophies, would be an excellent Star Trek. Oh, oh my uh, God. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's dead? Q. Who? Q. <laughs> De- Detective Q. <laughs> like, yeah, no, uh, I'm sold. If you, you should. That episode writes itself, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan would be absolutely into that episode. <laughs> or Owen Wilson, or Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan as different cues. Ah, oh, that could really work. Yeah, I'd love that. Oh, don't, don't deviate from the Chris Tucker, man. Owen, <laughs> Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah, Owen Wilson would be a good cue. Like. Wow. Yeah, let's, well, wow. wait a minute. Let's not bring in other Jackie Chan guest, uh, guest stars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Death Witch ends up being one of the, one of the best mm. um, Q episodes. Definitely the best outside of TNG. Mm. But one of, one of the best in its own right. Mm. Just, just really comes together and it it does it gets everything all of the thing all of the criticisms we had uh, with q less um death wish get mm. you know it, it completely gets it, it it doesn't fall into that same trap no it yeah. absolutely works on voyager and also yeah. um early on in this episode there's a great bit where quinn he disappears all the men on voyager <laughs> And and Q yeah. turns up and he looks around and he and he thinks that it's just a, a Starfleet ship entirely crewed by women. And he calls it like a, mm. is this, is this a, a ship of the Valkyries? Yeah. That's such a cool. That's such a cool moment and, and a yeah. cool idea too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I'd love to see a ship of the Valkyries. <laughs> I mean, he does display a a a, a, a stonking great. Oh well. <laughs> I wonder what you're gonna say. I wonder what you're gonna say then, Gemma. <laughs> so, yeah, because there's a lot of sexism going on. But whether or not it's simply it. him being provocative, I think is, it would be a fair. Yeah. It's... There's, I think, there's more of that in the follow-up episode. Oh yeah. The Q and the Grey, yeah. where he's kind of trying to woo. Yeah, but Janeway, there's, there's, yeah. you know, he's, he's uh... yeah. That's like classic. That's classic Zeus. I would say. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, yeah. actually, as tame compared to Zeus, like he would be a swan, yeah. or or some sort of inanimate object that just would woo the woman. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say before we move on to the Q and the Grey. Actually, what did you guys think of the representation of the Q continuum in? Death Wish because we see the Q continuum for the first time. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, it made me think mm. of 
It made me, yeah, it's, I, it made me think of like Mount Olympus or something, like a place where gods live. And they're just bored. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It I did, thought that it works really well. It did a great job of displaying what Quinn's issue was. And you, you re- completely reinforced his issue that I'm immortal. I've traveled the road. I've done this. And I, I, I want to move on to the only other unknown adventure to us, which is death. Mm without actually giving you a thing of, oh, that's the Q continuum, now I get it, and basically cheapening the Q continuum, because if you understood it, it wouldn't be nearly as good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it still remains unreachable, and, un- and you don't understand it, but you get the context enough to understand what Quinn's issue is, and you reinforce mm. the episode's theme. And I think that that, worked, that was done really, really well. So that, I think that was... Yeah, I was going to say I have a really strong memory of um, watching this first time around when I was a, a much younger man, probably not a day over, sixteen years old, uh, and I hated uh, Death Wish because I was really excited. Like, oh my god, we're going to get to see what the Q continuum looks like. How exciting! And then we saw it. I was like, "Fuck, is this?" <laughs> It's like you're in the desert. Like, Gary, oh, stupid. <laughs> this is the Q continuum? A road in a desert? I told you so. This is a manifestation of the continuum that we hope falls within your level of comprehension. But now I get it. Now I get it. I was a, I was a foolish man <laughs> in my youth. And I, I just, you know, I didn't really get what they were going for. Mm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, watching Death Wish back, it's definitely one of the best Q episodes. And I, I was I was a fool to misunderstand and be bored by the representation Past of the Q continuum. Idiot. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, current Will unfortunately has a lot in common with past Will. This may be why John Delancey wanted no more photos after you turned up. He was so disgusted. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Um, oh, but I, um, I, sorry, guys. One one thing before we continue. Happy birthday, Rick. <gasps> happy birthday, Thank you. Rick. Ah, happy... Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 40 years old as we just recorded this. So. For, for context, we crossed over midnight into, into Rick's 40th. So, yay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, feel, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I'm, you know, for a, lot, a lot of 40 is a landmark birthday. Um, but mm. and I, I see it as a good one. I, I, we, we, we were talking about this in between recording parts one and two of this episode, and I was just saying, like, looking back at when I was thirty, now I feel like I'm, I'm doing a lot more stuff that I'm really engaged with, and I feel like I'm in a better place than I was ten years ago. So, so yeah, mm. thank you for the thank you for the felicitations, and yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm looking forward to the next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Will your your real present was the was the birthday erotica that you submitted to my <laughs> website, um, which which involved me and you. So I mean that, that was I, I uh, and oh and, and John Delancey, <laughs> a collectomania. But you uh, said no um, photos. So yeah, I really appreciate that. That was that, that must have been that was that was a really personal account. So. I was hoping, yeah, I didn't necessarily want to bring that up on, on this episode. So I didn't want to overshadow the Q stuff. Um, 
with like something so beautiful but no i i um it's it was it was wonderful it's i I couldn't think of a a more personal present so thank you (laughs) (laughs) what did you think of the uh the butt plug scene it's amazing uh yeah i mean i um it's like, it like you were reading my mind. <laughs> but it was a surprise to see Data show uh, up there. But I just felt like that he he would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's a uh, he's very he's very open minded. So the queue in the grey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dear God, please, can we talk about the queue in the grey? I mean, so to be I fair, I mean, it. like, like just before we go on to the Q and the Grey, I mean, <laughs> Doctor Sung, oh, no. Doctor Sung, Doctor Sung did 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 design Data's um, butthole. So, I mean, he must have he must, that must have gone through his mind. <laughs> I mean, he did, right? I mean, he he did. Because he doesn't poop. <laughs> well, actually, we've never actually seen Data's he does in screen. Well, he does in, yeah. Some, in fact, in a Q episode, in um, when he loses, he does yeah. describe ingesting. Deja Q, he does. Yeah. He says he sometimes eats. Um, well, he eats something for and that's for androids, so, doesn't he? You know, but presumably, it's, it's got to come out somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so. Android, Android O's. <laughs> anyway, um, Q in the grey. Hey, the Q in the grey. <laughs> so I, I, I was quite excited to watch this because I didn't have a strong memory of it, and I was, I remembered it being about the Q Civil War and it being a direct follow up to Death Wish. Death Wish is such a strong, uh, like way to bring Q into the. To, into Voyager mm. and the idea of following that up directly with, with an episode is mm. really exciting and I don't know that the Q and the Grey does a brilliant no. job I I, I I don't dislike it I just felt like there's a lot of time given over to Q trying to woo Janeway and, and, and some, some of those scenes are just a bit awkward and don't work brilliantly and then just a lot of it is a bit silly mm-hmm. um, yeah i i know i know it, what you mean i sorry Gemma. The, what they the it's a shame that the depiction of the continuum in Culus and sorry death wish was so interesting and then they just go nutty with making it look like the american south and yeah in the yeah, and it's it's a bit of a shame that they kind of bring it down a notch. It's also confusing as as because they're representing a civil war mm. in the Q continuum, ba- based off the as a follow up to the idea that there is a um, the ideas that are discussed in Death Wish, mm. and there's, there's sort of a split, a philosophical in, split in the, yeah. in the Q continuum, which is a, which is a brilliant yeah. idea. But it's realised in a in a sort of a civil war style um, kind of it, it it looks like a kind of a like a reasonably cheap civil war reenactment. Yes. Um, yeah, and I kind and, of like it, battles battles in this civil war are supernova in our in our yeah, in our universe. Yeah. Um, I I didn't I I I got I got what they were trying to do. Um, I'm. But there's, there are 
but once once they're in the Q continuum and it's depicted as a civil war, I just I just found myself asking questions because there's there are sort of post battle scenes where where there's mm. someone playing a like a mouth organ and there's a some poor some poor soul who's lost his legs and I'm and and someone's eating and someone's right got a like a, like a pan of beans over a campfire classic classic civil war activity yeah, yeah. And I, I just found myself thinking well wait a minute are these are these q beans and and is this and if this man's if this poor man has lost his legs is going oh oh papa i lost my q legs and <laughs> yeah and saying, don't don't worry son it's just a, it's just a representation for mortals. Why, yeah. why have I got no legs? But is that why the only reason he's got no yeah. legs is like? What have I actually lost? <laughs> what part of me is really gone? Yeah. <laughs> why are we? Why are we keeping this up? Yeah. <laughs> We're at war. <laughs> I'm more important things to worry about than the flippant humans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it it just it just yeah it just made me ask a lot of. Silly questions, I guess, about this concept. But I, I, I did, I did appreciate what they were going for. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a bit of a sort of a, a kind of a goofy ending where the where Voyager finds its way mm. into the Q continuum, um, and all of the Voyager crew show up on the ground, and they're all wielding uh, Q like, weapons. Yeah, Q weapons, which are sort of Civil War muskets. Yeah. But but then you you're like, well, you know, this kind of looks cool and I get this is this is like a representation of what's happening, but how are they wielding those weapons? Mm. Is Paris literally wielding a Q weapon in his hands that that can destroy super I I, I what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? It's one of those points where it's best not to ask too many questions. It is. Yeah. It is. Plus, it's a shame that it's played so much for laughs. Yeah, it's a, it is a really interesting subject, and it comes from a, a really interesting episode. And it's nice to have, um, a, a, you know, a story thread coming from that. But it, yeah. they just play it for laughs. And yeah. On the on the plus side, the um, the female Q character yeah. who is like Q's ex lover, mm. who we've never heard of before. Uh, she she's really good. She's in there. Great, she yeah. makes a, a big impression. I thought. Um, she's been. She's that that actor's been. Um, she's Claire in TNG, and yeah. she plays um, trans, sort of second in command in. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's 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 a veteran. Um, Susie yeah. Susie Plaxton. Yes. Mm. It's it's a shame that we don't get to see more of her as a character mm, and that she never kind of comes yeah. back again in it because uh, she she's she's sort of the one of the more interesting things that that comes up in this episode i thought yeah um yeah i thought she was great but yeah there's just there's a whole lot crammed into the queue in the gray mm. feels like it's trying to be a fun uh knockabout queue story with silly costumes and, and what have you, but then it's also trying to tell this serious kind mm. of story of of this war that's going on in the, in the Q continuum. 
and then there's this then there's the solution yes yeah which which i don't buy i i, I don't think the, the episode does a great job of selling you on the idea that the solution is um q and his ex lover have a baby and that stops the war like I don't, I don't, I don't feel like the way I'm describing it is it, it, it sells it any worse than the episode. Does. <laughs> that's basically how they describe it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Have a baby, stop the war. I don't understand why that's the resolution. Cause, mm. Yeah, because it's, it's not germane to the issue that started the war. Think of it, Q. We'd be visionaries, innovators, the parents of peace. That does have a ring to it. Captain, what should I do with him? You and I have a plan to end the war. Call off your troops. Do as she says and I'll call my people off. They may be humanoids, but they're using our weapons. Ceasefire! I suppose they could say that uh, for a species that does not reproduce... Reproducing um, means that... Yeah. That you can replace... Yeah, to have someone... Have people who uh, decide to die... In that's that's devastating. But if you'd start reproducing, then people have restores balance. The, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but I'm you've explained for. it better there than the episode does. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the episode, they don't really have time because they're too busy messing about Passing with about. being yeah. in the civil war. Yeah, yeah. But it's. I don't know. It's it's a bit of a mixed bag. The the Q and the Grey. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a bad episode. I I was just disappointed by it as a follow up to Death Wish. Mm. To be honest, it's not that it's not fun. Yeah, I think the best episode. the best Q episodes are the ones where Q compliments the ensemble cast, and and certain Q episodes like Q will sort of mean that certain members of the usual cast won't get much to do. Yeah. In the grey, I would say a lot of a lot of the main Voyager cast don't get much to do in this episode. There, there's some fun stuff with um, Balana and the the female Q mm. character, like yeah. how she she's kind of really great on the crew, and like in the in the way that Q um, did very much in Deja Q because mm. she she sort of like she's kind of lost her powers yeah. briefly in that episode, but it does feel like they they're just rehashing that mm. idea. Yeah. From Deja Q, and it's just a small part of a very stuffed episode. Mm. Right. Yeah, then I guess we. Uh, so, sorry, you go, Rick. No, 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 you go ahead. I, I, I was just going to say that that kind of brings us on to the the very last appearance of Q in in Star Trek, which is uh, Q two, mm. where which is a season seven episode, quite near the end of the the whole series, in fact. Um, and Q's son shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Q's son, who is a, a sort of um, uh, again, it's like a direct follow up to Q in the Grey, mm. but um, his his son is is grown up. It's like, I don't know, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, pretty rebellious. Played by John Delancey's real life son. Mm. And um, pretty cool. They a lot of this episode played out to me. It felt like it, kind of the same idea as Deja Q mm. in that his son is sort of stripped of his powers and dumped on Voyager because he they need to, to bring him in line 
and Q thinks that Janeway can do that. Mm. Q, Q seems to have forgotten about Picard at this point. Like <laughs> well, Picard, Picard hates children. Janeway is yeah. a Janeway is okay. a, a maternal figure. And I guess I guess she was involved in the conception as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, but and each ep, each ep is um, to Q's mm. son what data was to Q in uh, in Deja Q. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Itchy. Itchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Q Q two has and to me had a slightly sort of unsatisfying ending where um like it felt like the point of the episode was that, that Q really needed to like the the problem wasn't with Q's son, it was with Q himself as a father mm-hmm. and how Q needed to make an effort to be a father to, to mm. his son. Well, in fairness um, to Q though, his mother disowned him, at least Q stuck with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't reflect uh-huh. well on um, on Q's wife, does it? Really? Uh... No, I, I just felt like they didn't get the guest star back for this episode. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Was... yeah. I mean, there's there's, there's an extenuating <laughs> circumstance. But um, yeah, I think I don't know. Is it because is this the final Q appearance that you feel it's not satisfying? It's it's maybe that, and it's mm. it's maybe as well. It, it feels like a kind of a rehash of ideas we've we've seen mm. on TNG already. And maybe if I hadn't have seen Deja Q um, in such close proximity to Q two, maybe I would have found it more satisfying. I don't know. I, I think I I sort of came out of it thinking eh, it was all right. Mm. You know, I watched it. and I thought it's a great story for Janeway. Because it shows, I mean, poor Jane wanders around, look, look, she's on the verge of a really bad headache a lot of the time. Um, and it's quite a nice story about, in terms of junior, it's a great story about um, someone struggling to come to terms with, you know, growing up their teenage years and being an all-powerful entity like the Q. But in terms of Q, there's not a lot for him to do in it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. In fact, before the, the episode, he's not. Even on screen, yeah, it's not. It's, days, it's not a great Q story, in that sense. As in the Q yeah. that John Delancey plays, there's not a lot for him. Mm. And then when you ch- realise it's his final appearance, it's maybe. It, it, I think that particularly makes it unsatisfying. It, it also doesn't doesn't brilliantly follow up on the threads left hanging in the Q and the Grey. Like we don't really mm, get a sense yeah. of what the Civil War had meant for mm. the Q. Uh, it's not really. They don't go into that really because it's <clears throat> that's not what the story is about. But you you get the sure, sense right? that that order has been restored. But yeah, surely but, there's there's going to yeah. be echoes and repercussions and yeah yeah. It's mm. a shame. It it felt like when they came, to, they were like, well, this is the last time. You know, this is going to be at least the last time that Q shows up in Voyager because it's the end of the season. They don't know where where Star Trek's going from there. Do they want to end on a kind of a serious, another serious episode about the Q order? They want it to be a kind of a returning to the sort of fun, uh, playing silly buggers <laughs> style of episode. 
made of yeah. TNG and it's not like they went for silly boogers. I mean, I guess in, in Death Wish, the, the consequences of Death Wish inform the Q and the Grey and then the consequences of the Q and the Grey are informed in this episode because there's a brand new Q, a baby Q, and he's a dick. <laughs> Get some sleep, you're going to need it. What for? I'm preparing a curriculum for you to follow while you're here. You're going to learn respect and responsibility. Don't tell me you're actually going through with Q's plan. I may not approve of his methods, but for once his heart seems to be in the right place. I think his desire to help you is genuine. He abandoned me on an antiquated flying machine run by primates. And that's the and that, and that's probably what the like the Confederates in the Q and the Grey, like the, there's that old Southern general who's like, oh, I don't, don't want to get done. I want to get go and get Q and yeah. And he, <laughs> he says that, and then like the reason he says that is because um, <laughs> he's he just, drunk. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's my impression of a Confederate general, um, <laughs> as as good as it can be. Um, and yeah, and the consequences of creating a a new Q is that. This is a being that's super powerful and is just willful to a, a dangerous degree. Mm. And, and so, yeah, mm. I, I mean, I agree. We're, we're absolutely revisiting territory. But I mm. suppose I suppose in terms of the Q episodes in Voyager, this seems like a continuation from Q and the Grey. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does at least acknowledge, you know, the events that have happened in in Q in the Grey, and and actually, on on, on rewatching all of these Q episodes, something that was quite interesting is that they they actually work quite well. If you if you watch them all in chronological order, most of the time they will they will reference what's happened in the previous episode, or actually be a direct follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, the exceptions being maybe Tapestry. And all good things, uh, death yeah. wish to some extent. Yeah. Like the best, basically the best, <laughs> the best key episode. Don't have that sense of continuity, but the, you know, the, there's kind of a clear thread through. Uh, you know, even in hiding Q, they talk about the events of encounter at Farpoint, and you know, again in Cupid, the the Q showing up to return a favor that that Q sees that that Picard did in in Deja mm-hmm. Q, and they. You know, the, these. Uh, uh, if you want to binge watch all of the Q episodes, that works really well. <laughs> you know, why why not do it? Well, yeah, it's not an unpleasant experience to watch them all through. Definitely. I mean, not. I if think the. Can... <laughs> I think the good. So, I think sorry. the the interesting thing that the Q episodes across Star Trek depict is that it's it's not a lot of fun being omnipotent. You get bored. Yeah, you're constantly worried about your your. You worried about you worry a lot about any sort of change to the status quo, because that could have terrible ramifications for everything, and and ultimately, you you it's it's, it's a, yeah you you vacillate between being bored and terrified, and it, and it it feels like the the view is that 
that you struggle to find meaning in your life. If, yeah. you're, if you're omnipotent and you can do anything, then mm. what's the point of doing anything? Yeah. In a way. You know, you lose like, age. I imagine what it would be like to be super rich. Mm. Um, you lose agency, don't you? I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not working. What are the, what are the stakes anything, if you're omnipotent? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if someone said, "Would you like to, to be super rich?" Well, I think I'd probably say, "I'll give it a go." Do you know what? I mm. no, I think it'll be awful. But let me let me make that mistake for myself. <laughs> let me be Picard in tapestry. Hey, you could you could you could carve a, a statue of Brian Blessed into a mountain. That would take up a bit of your money. I don't think I could do it physically myself. I'd pay someone yeah, to do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. That could that'd be oh, yeah, really rich. Someone yeah, else is doing that. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're, you're right. Well, I, 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 I think these episodes are a good. They're, they're, they're probably the best attempt that Star Trek has has done in terms of depicting, uh, like a pantheon of entities, like a, like a gods basically mm. i i think it's and, and i think it's kind of gone towards the sort of the 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 the, the, the pagan pantheons that we were familiar with like norse gods and greek gods and any number of society any number of cultures that have these in terms of their behavior the the you know and the things that they do it's mm. I, and i i like that I like that Star Trek did this in this era. It's because it's it's interesting. It's yeah, and I'd I'd say as well, like um, and through through it all, I think like John Delancey is a great part of yeah. the success of the Q episodes. I mean, he he makes a massive impression in Encounter and Farpoint, and that's that's why he he's brought back so many times. And you know, it's it's. If you if you're going to tell a story like that, you need the right actor in the role to sort of pull off that, you know, the idea of an omnipotent being. Mm-hmm. And then John John Delancey had it like right from the from his first appearance. Yeah. And that's that's a big part of what makes it work, I think. Yeah, a lot of charisma, right? Like uh, yeah. like Loki in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like he's a villain basically, but over time you. You come to like him and his yeah. You, you, he he wins you over by like you say it, it's it's charisma, isn't it? And mm. and like enjoying seeing that person on screen mm. being nutty. Mm. Does that do? Do you guys have a what uh, uh, favorite and least favorite um, Q episode? And I, I don't think it's the 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 purpose of this podcast to to kind of rank the episodes although i would i would really love to <laughs> but i think i think i've made it clear that my favorite q episode is tapestry mm. by country mile and i think i think my least favorite is hiding q uh mm. yeah because i hate it, <laughs> there it yeah I, you know what well i i i i would agree there i think I, I think you're right there. I, I, I maybe maybe in a way Cupid might be my favorite Q episode, but but that's bec- mm. just because it's so fun. But but ultimately yeah, in terms yeah. of but in terms of the character of Q and his relationship with Picard, and yeah, I would say Tapestry is my 
favourite. And mm. uh, Hide and Q is my least favourite. Mm. I think Hide and Q is my my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, I think I gave Hide and Q for my least favourite. Um, do you know, I haven't actually seen that one, but I've heard your in-depth description. I haven't seen Tapestry. Do you know, no, Hide and Q. Oh, no, you didn't rewatch no, that. No. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I don't actually have any working memory of it. Okay. So I don't think I've seen that. Well, you maybe blotted it out. I Maybe I did, yeah. I as, a, as a coping mechanism. But from your description of it, I hate it. Okay. Um, and I would go for Death Wish, my favourite. Oh, okay. It okay. deals with the nature of... of and the futility of omnipotence. I I, I rank I rank Death Wish very highly, in in it's it's in the top ones of the Q episodes. I'd yeah. say, yeah, yeah. I would say Death Wish is my favourite. Um, Tapestry is great, but it's it's more of a Picard episode. Yeah. So I, I'm going to yeah. say Death Wish because it it brings a lot more to Q. I think, and is such a good episode, and bring is such a good, such a good sort of tackling a, an issue that you know even now I'm, I I can't ever give a hundred percent one way or the other. So yeah, yeah. My least favorite. I'm kind of I'm torn a little bit. On one hand, I kind of want to say Cupid because I think it is what? it is the ultimate in frivolous silly buggers. <laughs> um, but probably, Dude, I'm, it's an <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to say Qless because it's it's just absolutely irrelevant to Q. Yeah, yeah. Q did not need to be in that episode, so yeah. I just think, yeah. Much as I love Deep Space Nine, Qless, I just thought was a bit as a Q episode, absolutely. It's just, it's just, it feels like if you hadn't seen Qless and you'd seen all the other episodes, there would there would be no reason exactly. to visit Qless to watch it. Like it has no it's it's just such a nothing episode. Yeah. It's yeah. And that's like, you know, that's that's a bigger crime that and like, you know, you could say hiding Q is is awful in places, but it, but at least it's it's definitely a Q episode. Yeah. Right. Do you think we should draw this one to a close because it's. What are people's opinion on the on possible Q in Picard? Ooh, the future the of future Q. Q. If it's I a good think, story, yeah, I th- I think there's a definite chance that it could happen. I feel like, I mean, if if Q was if Q was around at the finale of TNG. And, and and his and his role in that then then now with 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 Picard having like a, a sort of a pseudo robo body then that must have intrigued Q. I mm. I think I think there's a good chance he'll turn up. I'd like if it happens. I'd like it to either be, I'd like it to be Q shows up for an episode and it is a story about Q and where mm. Q is now like much like the the Riker and Troy episode of yeah Picard was like that gave over a lot of screen time to to their story I think I'd like to see something similar for Q because um you know some of the some of the the better episodes with Q in and ones that explore Q as a character and and 
the cube continuum, or I'd like it to be all about Picard, <laughs> <laughs> a la tapestry, and, and Q is there to facilitate that. Mm. Either of those two options, I'm cool with that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, mean, I think prior to this big Q rewatch, I think I would have said, I don't think we really need to see Q in Picard, but, but actually, you know, Q and Picard do have a, a connection. Mm. I, I think it could work. Should we um should we round it up there? Yeah. No, you don't no you don't have another idea, Gemma. I've got I've got one more question. No, you don't. Yes, I do. What is do everyone's favourite gesture for a Q using their powers? Q Q has the finger snap. Riker has the really elaborate whole arm up in the air thing. Um, yeah. And my personal favourite, I think, is Quinn with his little worm yeah. finger. Oh, yeah, and Amanda that was the little that's, one that's my favourite too. Look at the hand. Yeah, Amanda was like a, it was like a sort of a solid hand, <laughs> yeah. like twist in a way. I... Didn't she use two hand twist as well? I think she did. Yeah, I think she did a few different things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I yeah Quinn's, but if it was if it was like uh, if I had to choose my own, as if I got given the power of a cue, I would do like a double click and then a slap, like a you know, like a, you click your fingers no. twice and then. <laughs> do you have a little uh, a little winker huh? at the end? Uh, do you know what I do? I would do. I would literally take no action. I would stand like deadly still for about 20 seconds to the point where people were sort of looking at each other like, what's it then? Bang, I'm gone. I thought, I really thought you were going to say you're going to like pull your trousers down and fart or something. That that might happen as a side effect of trying to stand still, (laughs) to be fair. Yeah, that might be an accidental repercussion of. <laughs> but I wouldn't. I wouldn't depart immediately after I'd farted. It would be like a really awkward, like two or three seconds after that. And they'd be like, "Is that? Wait, did somebody just? Oh, he's gone. Oh, what is that stink?" <laughs> Uh, how, about, how about you, Jim? How would you? Um... No, no, I don't know. It's hard to come up with something more. It better, is, yeah, more better follow. than that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't follow that. Okay, <laughs> you shouldn't try. You shouldn't try. Oh, do you think we should end the episode now? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Or maybe ten minutes ago. Jeez. Oh, uh, it's been it's been a really fun discussion. I've enjoyed this one a lot. Um, I hope our listeners have too. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back hopefully with a uh, like a shorter episode yeah. <laughs> next time. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, thank you very much for uh, listening to these Q episodes, listeners. And yeah. um, we'll be back in the future. Yeah, be safe and well. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. And yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thanks, Bye-bye. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? That bum. Oh, no. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like... Uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us on however you get your podcasts through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Welcome to the afterlife, Jean-Luc. You're dead.